0: There's a lot of good things that can be said about these 2022 Pirates to date. One of them that probably shouldn't be said is that they're scrappy. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dion Kovachowicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates five, Nationals three, yesterday at PNC Park. Despite falling behind three to nothing, despite Jose Quintana looking pretty much like he's going to look over the course of this year, despite not a lot of offense early on, despite Brian Reynolds and Brian Hayes both getting a day off, and of course, despite. All of the fair and yet dire predictions for this team, despite all of that. And whenever something like that occurs, there's a reflex to refer to them as Scrappy. The last time Scrappy was applied as an adjective toward the Pirates, and I'm really going to date myself with this reference, was in 1997 when the Pirates had that $9 million payroll and they had themselves, uh, you know, the Kevin Polkovich types that would hit a home run off Kurt Schilling and you'd go, How did that happen? And it became known, thanks to Greg Brown, as the freak show and everyone embraced it as such. Even though in reality, there was nothing freakish about 1997 that team finished a modest 79 and 83 the only reason it was in any kind of race was because the astros were just as mediocre and the astros ended up taking the division on the last weekend the other reason that it wasn't freakish is that all five starters notably jason schmidt esteban loiza francisco cordova guys who ended up having pretty nice careers in the majors Never missed a start. Not one. Not one. I mean, if you want to call that the freakish part, go nuts. But the way they won wasn't freakish. They had reliable, steady starting pitching. And everything else that happened was just icing on the cake. Similarly, and definitely not to be getting ahead of things here... These Pirates are a much, much, much more modest 5-4, and four. only played nine games. But to call them scrappy is kind of doing the same thing. It's, it's possible that it's a denigrating term. It's saying, look, these guys stink, they have no talent, they got nothing going on, it's a bunch of uh, has-beens or never-were's, it's a bunch of Polkoviches, getting it done and that's just not the reality this team yes they have players of that mentality probably chief among them ben gamel and here's what he had to say after the win yesterday this team's won every game come from behind i mean this is a scrappy group I think we knew that. Um how long just wait. I hope we get something. You up. know, I, I just I want to hang out. Dude. I you guys You don't really give this a puncher's yeah, chance and we're just dude, going out and there and a fun and playing out. this. Love hanging out, dude. Fine. Call him scrappy. But to paint the entire picture as one of scrappiness misses a way more important point. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street You know what I don't think of when I think of Scrappy? I don't think of younger players who are legitimately talented beginning to blossom or further blossoming. I definitely don't think of Kebrian Hayes having 12 hits already and batting 400 and being unbelievable in the field as Scrappy. I think of that as a talented player. When I look at Reynolds, Continuing to hit as if there was no off season from 2021 to 22. Still stroking the ball to all fields. Hitting for power. Not scrappy. Plays the game hard. Eats grass. Not scrappy. It's diminishing a genuinely good player by including him in a scrappy thing. I would say the same for Will Crow, who's been this team's most pleasant surprise on the mound. Crow is, he's 26, but he's new to the majors. And yet again, yesterday, maybe fittingly, being that he was facing Josh Bell in the Nationals, and he was, of course, the key component in that trade coming to Pittsburgh. He was terrific. He's been close to dominant. In every outing that he's made so far, not scrappy. David Bednar goes out there, gets the save with the tying run in the batter's box. Not scrappy. Although you can always leave a little room for a scrappiness qualification for a true Yinzer, and Bednar is really, really in that category. How about Michael Chavis? Chavis didn't come up through this system. Chavis isn't exactly a child. He's also 26 years old, as is Crow. But he has very little service time. And all he's done so far is go 8 for 16 and make a stupendous play at third base. Here, too, like Gamble and a few of the other guys I mentioned, he plays really hard. He's got that fired-up mentality. If you saw that... Response he had when he got the triple the other night and he's motioning to the dugout all pumped up there on his knees still. Uh, That's a player that you want on your side. But he's also got talent. This was someone who not all that long ago was seen as a really prominent prospect in professional baseball. Diego Castillo just showed up. He is a product of the system so to speak. I mean, he came in a trade from somebody else's system, but he came up to Pittsburgh from within. And all he's done is continue raking the way he did down in spring. And that was his relay from shallow left that ended up producing the pivotal out at the plate of yesterday's game with Roberto Perez tagging out Bell. I'm not done here yet either. I mean, I I could bore you with running through the whole roster. Yeah, there are going to be some exceptions, like there are on every team. Josh Van Meter's not part of this team's future. I mean, he had a hit yesterday and whatever. Jake Marisnyk. Every, every team has these guys. But they haven't been the drivers of this 5-4 and four start. They just haven't. This hasn't been about the older guys, and it hasn't been about the overachievers who you'd put into the scrappy category it's been about a team that's actually added some talent some younger talent that's so much better and more significant than scrappiness when we come back just one question For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC. Welcome back to this exceptionally scrappy and yet talent-free episode of Daily Shot of Pirates. Today's J1Q comes from Rhett, who asks... So, Dayan, I'm watching this game with my 11-year-old son. We're having a healthy debate about the lineup. To me, there is no justification for sitting both Reynolds and Hayes in game number nine. I would accept if one of them were DHing. Other than that, I see zero rationale for today's lineup. As you can tell from the way I read this, Rhett sent this during the game. And boy, did I get a lot of these during this game. People were furious about Derek Shelton's resting his two best players on the same day for a home game with the team playing pretty well. And I'm here to tell you that even though the Pirates, to their inestimable credit, came back and won this game, the people complaining about this are correct. I feel like I have to offer a ton of qualifiers within this, so I'll start there. One, getting rest and keeping your best players fresh and healthy is a real thing. It's proven by science. It's proven by success rates. If you want to turn your nose up at quote-unquote analytics or whatever, hey, it's your opinion, okay? But the fact is that it makes a difference. And the fact, eh, not so much a fact, but also my opinion on a different show, is that on my daily shot of Penguins, I've been railing for about a month now that the Penguins should be making more of an effort to rest their best players. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang... Tristan Jari, sit those guys before the playoffs. They're looking drop dead tired. And it's not happening for a bunch of different reasons. And while I understand that this team doesn't need to be saving anybody for playoffs, I do understand that it benefits both the players and the team if they're given some time strategically placed. Now, Why do I say that the fans complaining about this are correct? Well, here's where I can't divorce myself from my days when I would just buy a ticket and go to Three River Stadium or the early days of PNC Park and just enjoy the games. If I'm buying a ticket, don't sit both of your best players in front of me. I'm sorry if that feels myopic or selfish or whatever else here. Don't sit both of your best players in front of me. Do it today in Milwaukee. Do it later this week in Chicago. Don't do it in front of me. If I'm one of what possibly could have been the number inside PNC Park yesterday, it it didn't appear to be even three or 4,000. It doesn't matter if it's three or four hundred, don't do that in front of me. Now, that aside, don't do them both at the same time. Come on, man. There's no need for that. One sits today, another sits tomorrow or yesterday, but sitting them both at the same time, don't tell me that there were matchups involved or anything of the kind. Uh, Here's what... Shelton actually said after the game when his lineup decision was brought up. Yeah, I mean, I think we've said throughout uh, you know the month of April we're going to play our group when I mean, we have 14 position players. And uh, it just happened that today was the day we thought was best for both of them. And uh, and the guys came through. Man meter with the big hit. Got his first big hit. You know, Marisnik played really well in center field. He got a jump on one ball that, you know, even up in the dugout we were like, whoa, that's a pretty good jump. And uh, we said we're going to play our group, and we did, and to be able to to get a victory with both those guys on the bench was really important. Yeah, in a vacuum, that's an acceptable answer. But that vacuum does not need to include doing it in a home game, and it definitely doesn't need to include doing it with both players. It was a rotten move by Shelton, and I dare say he's pretty fortunate, at least in terms of Backlash that the ball club pulled it out for him. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. I'm flying up to Milwaukee a little bit later this morning. I'll be covering all three games up there against the Brewers.